0: Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and three hundred sixty-five-day returns. Welcome back to a Baby Got Batch, the podcast. Uh, I'm Brett.
1: And I'm Camila.
0: And we're we're so glad you're you're back. Hey there. Hi. And listen, Camila, I'm glad that you're here considering you're in the middle of like chaos. You're packing stuff and just probably losing sleep with all because there's nothing in life more stressful, I feel like, than one breakups and then two moving. They're pretty much on par with each other as far as like how much turmoil they cause me personally anyway.
1: Yeah, I'm feeling attacked. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, it's been pretty a lot. I So usually before we start recording, Brett and I will do like five, 10 minutes of catching up and warming up and, and stuff. And I showed him via Zoom video chat. I showed him what my bedroom looks like right now. And it's absolute chaos. There's like shoes and clothes just like everywhere, truly everywhere. And it's, it's frightening to say the yeah, least. A little bit.
0: But listen, you're here because you're committed to the cause, and I appreciate you for it.
1: Thanks. Um and also on that note, welcome back, Brad. Welcome back to Brooklyn.
0: I know, I'm excited to be back even though it's a real tiny apartment as of right now, but then I'm moving in 2 weeks too. So look at us just moving
1: just stuff. Moving. We're just
0: so in sync. We just get <laughs> each other. Look at this. So
1: in sync, I leave Brooklyn and a week after you return. <laughs> So yeah, look tank. at us.
0: Just we're just avoiding each other. Yeah, okay. You're. you're that's fair point. <laughs> Very fair point. But I think you inspired me. You know, you were you were moving. I'm Aww. like, you know what? I got to be like Camila. That's that's really what's yeah. got to happen here.
1: The good thing is that I'll be back, and then we can reunite at the park just like last summer.
0: We're hopefully. Um, yeah, we just got a little bit more to get through, and then we can get back to park hangs, and everything will be good. Yeah. So I have a note from last week when we did that call out for if people had stories or clips we mm-hmm. you know, we didn't get a clip but we do have a story of someone around kissing with their eyes open Ooh. do we want to hear it also camila hasn't even heard this yet cuz i literally got this 15 minutes before we started recording so oh my it just God. was destiny. destiny exciting all right so this is from uh abri and i think it's abri shep and she says um When my husband and I were dating, he would have his eyes open constantly when we were kissing. One time I opened my eyes, probably because I had the feeling that I was being watched and felt so weird that his were open. Come (laughs) to find out that whenever he would be kissing, he'd keep his eyes open for his parents. When I caught him, we were in his parents' basement on the couch, and he would position himself just right to watch the stairs for them coming down and interrupting. So, you know, maybe Matt James is keeping his eye out for Chris Harrison, his father figure of the show, or, you know, his mom. She was there week one. You never know. So I think we have some uh, insight.
1: Maybe uh, that's it. I, there's I have so many. Well, one, at least it's there's a reason, you know. Again, not to shame it. Like we said, we were. We also do it occasionally. Um. We're on
0: board. We're gonna become uh, uh, open-eyed uh, kissing stands over here.
1: Um, no, not not maybe I'm gonna me, go full reversal.
0: Brett. I'm gonna be on board. No, just just you know, gonna shout out anybody who ever goes on a date with me. I'm just gonna be like eyes wide open. that's, okay. that's what you're signing up for. Well,
1: good. Good luck with that. Anyway, I'm just trying to
0: like really tank my own dating life.
1: <laughs> um. So i some some questions that come to mind it's like one how how old are you guys? you I know mean, like have you been is this like a high school sweetheart situation or like uh you know just living at home for a little bit after college to save money like what what is a situation that you're so scared of your parents catching you that you're like conditioned to keep your eyes open and then what that's one and then two. Like in my mind, if you're like you could hear them coming down the stairs, maybe you know, or like the door is closed and then you hear them opening the door, I don't know,
0: yeah, well, maybe you're know. just like so in the moment that you don't trust your other senses, right, where you know you're just uh <laughs> so present that you gotta just make sure your eyes are open in the in just the field of vision, otherwise you're you' busted
1: that's very funny, kind of sounds like driving where it's like. Sometimes you're driving and yeah, you're watching the road and you're paying attention to the road. But then you get from point A to B and you're like, "Wow, I was really zoned out." Like, I don't remember that any whole of that. time. Yeah,
0: it's like we're somehow here, yeah. But exactly. it's like
1: I know that I stopped at every stop sign and I waited till the light turned green to go. Like I know I yielded for pedestrians. Like I know I did these things, <laughs> and yet, and yet, and yet. Well, thank you so much, Avery uh for your dm guys dm us we like
0: it yeah see this is proof that we we won read your dms yeah and we appreciate them we appreciate you uh there we even got some like some other messages talking about some of the conversations we had around um matt's mom and other things that were up in the episode and and uh yeah just uh it's always really great to see and keep doing it
1: yeah emails too we got a really lovely email about our sarah discussion you know we we read them, so we do. Feel free to we send do. them,
0: and then we might feature if you're if you send us a little gem, we might uh feature on the pod. That's fun.
1: Yeah. Do you have an embarrassing story about your husband kissing with eyes open? Send it to us to be featured on the pod. Woo!
0: Well, with that, do we want to uh, get into this episode?
1: Yeah, let's do it. First, of course, we have the new the new staple of the series. Clearly, the cold open. Um And it's of Anna and Victoria and Anna saying that one of the new girls is an escort. Um, We've kind of been seeing this in promos already. So it wasn't that surprising of a cold open. But I will say like the level of contempt for the word escort throughout this whole, this whole episode was really kind of cringy. Honestly, kind of hard to yeah. watch.
0: Yeah, um, I agree.
1: Yeah, with people listening back home as you have probably guessed, you know, I'm very feminist and very lefty and all that good stuff. And so I'm definitely a pro-sex industry and anti-slut-shaming and sex-shaming and, and all that good stuff. So the, there's a lot to unpack there. I mean, we will get to it. We will get to it. Um, but for now, that is the cold open. And then we get to the morning of the next group date, the one that, you know, Sarah's supposed to be on, but she didn't because she self-eliminated. Yeah. Um,
0: group date in quotes. Yeah. Is that even what this is? This is just like a, a gathering of randomness. Right. I don't even know if this is a date.
1: Yeah. So the women talk for a little bit. Katie and Victoria have it out a little bit. We are we decided um, kind of like last week, we're going to skip this part for now. We're going to come back to it. But we figured it would make more sense to kind of lump that in with everything else. And so first we're going to talk about this this group date. Qu- question, mark, question mark this question mark? Group Whatever date? it was um we are remembering that last week we never had the group date card read to us you know Sarah came to hear it and they we just never heard it um yeah. and apparently they didn't have a date just straight to the as Matt calls it the after party. <laughs>
0: Yeah, these women got so conned. Also, I say these women because I don't even know who's on it. I know we saw like a pan of some people in the room, but I only caught a few faces. I think I was trying to interpret what was happening. Make sure I didn't just, again, have like a driving moment where somehow five minutes had passed and like, oh, I'm here, but I don't remember anything that just happened in the last five minutes. Basically, the exact same thing happened here. And uh, yeah, I don't know what this is like really messing with my sense of time. I don't need this.
1: I will say, I'm pretty sure they had a regular date, right? So like some sort of fun, silly day portion. But they very obviously cut it for time. Like it was obviously a little boring or not that inventive or whatever. I mean, we remember last season, we complained about this. There was a couple dates that felt repetitive or awkward or whatever because, you know, they're trying to figure out how they're going to work with the new COVID situation. So I wouldn't be surprised if it was just like a very uneventful, fine date. And they were like, you know what? We don't need this. Cut to the after party.
0: Well, what I was trying to remember, too, was like the timeline of events, right, where Sarah went home. Because I think she went home kind of like morning, midday, right? Because that's when the... The uh, card the card clearly was read in the morning. I'm trying to now I feel mm-hmm. like a conspiracy theorist mapping everything out. It's like card was read in the morning. Sarah came mm-hmm. down and then was really upset because uh, everything with the women and then went upstairs. Katie, uh, like, you know, talked and was was amazing. And then Sarah went to bed and then went home. So that's probably like midday at that point. Right. So is that the same day? Did they didn't was Matt just so distraught because he clearly really liked Sarah that he was just like, no, I'm not going to do anything. Just whatever. I'll catch up with them later. Maybe that's what happened. Or maybe they cut something out entirely. Who's to say? We'll never know.
1: Yeah, we won't ever know. I feel like in the past, there's always been some sort of explanation. And yeah. I, I really feel like there's so many differences with this season than in traditional seasons. I mean, of course, there's a big reason why, you know covid and such but there's so many things like so many editing um decisions and and just like storyline decisions and whatever that are so different that i don't know it is throwing me off a little bit like yeah <laughs> i feel like in some ways it's more quote-unquote transparent and in some ways it's mm. like oh they're just like giving us a carrot here to like hide some other stuff here or to try to get us not to notice that yeah they only had the night a night portion of a group date. <laughs> like,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe they're out here cutting whole parts of a group date. They're cutting out people getting sent home in general, like way more. I feel like than they have in the past. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It's really fucking with me to be honest. I'm I'm my mind is fragile my enough. My mind
1: is so weird. Okay, I have a so, okay. Yes, okay. So this group date goes well. Chelsea gets the group date rose um she talks about her decision to shave her head and how hair is very a very um special important thing for black women for women in general but for black women especially Mm. and um i don't know it was like really nice to hear again more real conversations about yeah parts of life that You know this franchise doesn't normally talk about so I think that that was cool and interesting and I think it also will just give perspective for people who really don't understand like I think you hear all you hear all the time about you know white people being confused because a black woman has a completely different hairstyle one week from Mm -hmm. the next and it's hair culture with black women is so different than hair culture for most other races. Yeah. And so now that we've got that <laughs> that very lengthy discussion of the group date out of the way, um, let's jump back to what happened with the women the morning before the group date or during the group date um, back at the it's house. It's not even
0: a group date. It was just chaos. I don't even know. It happened. Okay.
1: But with the women back at the house. <laughs> so we have the women kind of like digesting the fact that Sarah had finally left. You know, MJ is kind of going in again. I I want to say I really my first impression of MJ was very, very different than how my impression of her now has shaken out yeah. of you, which is kind of what was your what
0: was your initial one?
1: Well, I just thought she was like very cool, chill, laid back. Um, I didn't think that she. Again, I don't want to be like, oh, dramatic. Like, I don't think she's stirring the pot at all. And I think when we saw her react to. Sarah wanted to talk to her, and her kind of being like, not right now. Yeah, yeah. I actually really respected that, because it's kind of like knowing your limits, and also, in my mind, I was like, well, she's obviously really affected, she's really heated, she doesn't want to blow up at Sarah, like, she doesn't want to, you know, things like that. She, like, doesn't want to talk about this, like, she's angry, and she doesn't want to talk about it, and to respectfully say that, I think is fair, like, it sucks to hear that, as someone who's been on both sides of that, it sucks to receive it, but I kind of was like, okay, like when she cools down, like they'll talk later. And then Sarah just ended up leaving. And yeah. so I kind of gave her the benefit of the doubt there, but I do feel like now it's like you're holding on to, so with some of these moments, like you're holding on to this thing, which is like the Sarah thing. And, and I get it, Sarah just left. So it is kind of like, okay, you need to digest it and process it. Sure. But I mean, I guess maybe this is jumping the gun, but kind of like team Katie for continually pointing out like, she's not here anymore guys like yeah, get over yeah. it like i felt like the theme yeah. of this episode was katie being like move on you know yeah yeah right. um so yeah and i don't want to jump too ahead um but so mj so mj was kind of like going in on sarah you know the girls were kind of like laughing and like kind of like agreeing and then victoria gets in there and it's like throwing some jabs we pan to katie's face every so often she's like the only one who's not laughing or smiling or you know
0: like like clearly visibly uncomfortable with everything
1: yeah yeah exactly and then and then victoria says a kind of a very rude thing just the trash took itself out and then katie pushes back can you stop seriously she's gone
2: there's no point to keep talking about her or saying negative things
3: no i won't stop katie i'll do whatever the i want Okay, well, you can keep being toxic and rude about it. I'm not toxic.
1: She's just not here. What's the point? Oh, my God. Shut up, Kitty. Literally. And she's basically saying she's not here to defend herself. Like, you got what you wanted. Let her go. Let it go. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then Victoria, of course, pushes back. They have a little kerfuffle. Whatever. Um, Good
0: use of kerfuffle.
1: Thank you. I do love using (laughs) that word. And I am always glad when I get to use it. So okay. seriously as I did just okay. now. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um uh, and so later Victoria asks Katie to chat with her. And basically, this interaction was just so comically ridiculous to me <laughs> in the sense that she sits Katie down and demands an apology while also not acknowledging that she did anything wrong like it it honestly feels like she's saying i want you to apologize for doing xyz katie's basically saying well you did zyx right very similar and she's like no i was expressing myself like i (laughs) like it's okay it's basically it's okay when i do it but not okay when you do it to me
3: um so i just really didn't like when you shut me down during group conversation and i feel like You've done that on multiple occasions. Are you talking about today when you were calling Sarah names? When I said the trash took itself out. I just would love an apology because... You're not going to get an apology. You told me to stop when I wasn't done expressing myself. Expressing yourself and name-calling are two different things. Um, Well, I can do whatever I want. And I can express myself with name-calling when I choose to. If that's how you want to
2: express yourself and you want to be toxic and and rude...
3: Go for it. I'm very confident in what I want to do with my life, and it's showing how insecure you are. I'm not insecure nor attacking you, So what are you trying to
2: accomplish with this conversation? Like, what's the
3: point? I mean, I think it's rude the way you speak to me. If you're being a bitch, I'm going to tell you you're being a bitch. Um, Always. I'm not being a bitch. Okay. I think you are a bitch, and... I speak my mind. If you're going to be rude to someone,
2: especially someone who's not here... I'm going to call you out and tell you it's unnecessary.
3: I mean, if you try to shut me down again, I probably wouldn't. I don't just to tell you about that. I'm not going to apologize to you.
0: Yeah, it's like, and it was the way she said it with full sincerity for me. It wasn't like, you know, I'd like an apology because you made me sad earlier. It was like, I'd like an apology for when I said that, Sarah was trash that needed to be taken out, and uh you know you like push back on me, you know what this like reminds me of when I was watching it. Is Well, we've gotten into a whole bunch of like, oh, cries of free speech lately, you know, like right. just in the world. And it reminds me of people who are so glued to just like saying that, screaming that at uh, the drop of a hat, but then they don't fully unpack it. It's like, yeah, like, you know, you have freedom of speech, but then that's not like freedom of consequences, right? right? It's not freedom of like, you can't prevent someone else being like, well, yeah, that speech that you just said is like horseshit and dumb, and I don't like it. You can't stop that part. That also yeah. comes with the territory.
1: Well, it's like people are trying to censor people's free speech by saying yeah. that their take is censoring their free speech. It's like, yeah. no, you you still had a platform. People still heard. I heard your your speech. It yeah. wasn't censored. Yeah. I heard it. My reaction yeah. is that it's bullshit. Yeah. And you telling me that I can't say that that is censoring my free speech. It's so yeah, exactly. ridiculous.
0: People love to throw a grenade and walk away and try to get oh, yeah. away with it.
1: Yeah. I just I love the I love that saying, you know, freedom of speech is not freedom of consequence. It's like if you say something that pisses people off, you're not going to go to jail. That's yeah, the yeah, freedom right. of speech part. But yeah, it, you're if you lose a friend, or if a company decides they don't want to do an ad deal with you anymore, right, you still have your platform. No one's shutting that your Instagram hasn't been shut down. And also if Instagram yeah. wants to shut down your your platform, it's a private company. they can do that. you know? <laughs> like right, start right. a blog, you know whatever. Yeah. like anyway, so yeah, it's just crazy to me.
0: Well, this whole thing goes hand in hand with, like, I'm entitled to my opinion, which is basically what Victoria is saying, too. It's like, yeah, and I'm entitled to say that your opinion is so bad and awful, and I don't like you anymore because of it. Yeah. Comes with the territory.
1: Yeah. I mean, I know that Katie's been your favorite since the beginning, and I, and I liked your night one. You know, like, I thought it was bold and, and whatever, and I yeah. thought she was funny and carefree. But I didn't really – like, to me, Katie's the only one – who freaking goes to therapy. You know what I mean? Like she's like the only person who feels, who feels like, like a whole person on this show or who's still on this show, you know? Yeah. Yeah. She is of course successful and beautiful and whatever, but mature and is able to, uh, is able to process her emotions healthily and is able to like see the bigger picture and is able to see when, when like expressing valid emotions turns into hurting other people and like separate those things. So I'm really glad that we get to see Katie more like this because also I have been worried that she's just going to go home every rose ceremony because she's had like no time with Matt. No offense to Katie, I guess, but like I don't see her winning. Like I don't see that connection with Katie and Matt that exists between, you know, Matt and Bree or Matt and Abigail, you know, like I, yeah don't see her winning but i think that she is by far the least toxic women in the entire cast and i'm yeah. really excited that we're getting a spotlight on that too
0: yeah have we even seen katie and matt kiss i don't think we have i don't even think not to have. say not to say that they have because maybe they did and they didn't show it or whatever but we i don't think we've seen it I but don't also think we've why
1: it. wouldn't they show it that's the sort of thing that you just yeah. always show
0: yeah i mean well uh-huh.
1: I, I mean that's coming like five minutes after I just went on a mini rant about how the show is a lot different and they're editing a lot different than before. So maybe you're right, but I feel like we would have seen that.
0: Yeah. One thing that I wanted your take on, because I think Mm it was, it was uh, interesting because I saw people reacting to it is what do you think of Katie, like calling Victoria a bitch like during this exchange?
1: So I actually did have a reaction to that and it's like, I think that there was a little bit more probably in this conversation that was cut out. Obviously, they're going to, you know, shorten these conversations and get like the most meat out of it. But to me, it feels like, you know, Katie was calm, 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 calm. And then sometimes you're just, and she still was calm when she said that. But, you know, Victoria is a master like escalator. Instigator and escalator. So I feel like she was just like egging her more and more. And I objectively, I think, Victoria is being a bitch. So, like, yeah, yeah, I think she kind of probably egged her on more and more, and to the point where Katie's like, I've been trying to spell it out for you every which way. She basically said to Victoria what we're saying now, which is like, you, if that's the way you want to live your life, like, that's totally fine. Like, I'm allowed to have my opinion too. Like, you think you deserve an apology? Fine. I don't think you do, you know, like that sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. So, so I feel like she was just kind of like tired and she was just kind of like, look, you want me to apologize because (laughs) you were being a bitch. Like you're being a bitch and I'm going to call you out for being a bitch. And so that's my take on it. I was like, I think Victoria deserved it. She didn't, but I don't even like using the word deserved it. I just think it was warrant. I just think it was merited. Like I don't think. Yeah, right. And then Victoria immediately was like, well, you're a bitch. So like, what's the, you know, what's.
0: Yeah, no, sure. I think my, my, cause I was like all over the place in my head, but one, I agree. Like it was very merited and uh, I also think someone like Victoria is, you know, maybe hopefully she's going to therapy already. I, I hope she, you know, she does after the show because it's probably going to be uh, needed. Um, but she's just someone who, if you're trying to use patient and calm language, we've seen where that goes, right? So. Unfortunately, sometimes you have to like meet people where they are, so I think this is a moment where Katie, in order to get her message across, was like, "Listen, you know, and uh I also think too, and you can obviously uh you know speak on this more intelligently than I can, but there's something that I've noticed just with friends of mine who are women where if they dare like critique another woman or call another woman out, they get kind of labeled as like a woman hater or like they're not supporting other women or something like that. It's like, no, like women are allowed to hold other women accountable. And this is like an example of that. And, you know, maybe, you know, I wouldn't have said that, but also like, I think it was merited. So like, yeah, go for it. You know, so I was all over the place, but that's kind of where I landed.
1: Yeah. I, I have a, several things I want to say about this. So one thing is that you said, um, you know, meeting people where they are. And I, I definitely agree with that but also I feel like it was working. Like I feel like Victoria was getting frustrated that Katie was not buying into the game that Victoria was trying to play with her, you know? Yeah. And it was similar to Marilyn in the sense that Marilyn is trying to like diffuse the situation, but I think it's different than her because Marilyn was, it was like obviously affecting her and she was trying so hard to fix the situation. And Victoria didn't give two shits about fixing the situation. She wanted this drama to occur and she wanted Marilyn gone and she was getting what she yeah. wanted and so with Katie, Katie was not like playing into that the way that Marilyn accidentally did so yeah. Katie was just like, bro this is what, how I feel, you feel that way cool, leave me alone, you know yeah. yeah. so I liked that and I feel like Victoria was getting frustrated by that and it kind of reminds me of um, like Trevor Noah from The Daily Show he's said something like this about how, like, when you're arguing with someone who, you know, you don't agree with, but, like, their argument doesn't really make sense, just repeat the same question over and over again. Because they'll always try to, like, straw man mm. themselves out of it, you know? And yeah. it's like, no, no, no. Uh. But and if you don't let them take you for a ride with their straw man arguments, like, they just get, like, so flustered and break down. And then after he talked about that on his show, he had Tommy Lauren on his show. And oh, he basically man. did that to her. And it made her look so silly uh, when it came to like protesting like the right way to protest and he kept asking her over and over again well what's you know with the Colin Kaepernick stuff like oh what's the right way to protest and then she kept saying well like it's disrespectful to and he's like okay okay but what's the right way to protest and eventually she was kind of like I don't I don't like does not compute and he goes if you want to protest something if you wanted to protest for something you believe in how would you do it And then she said something like, oh, I don't, I don't have anything I would need to protest for. And he Mm -hmm. was just kind of like, okay, thank you. And like, that was the end. And, um, anyway, not to stray too far from the path, but it just kind of, it reminded me of that where Katie was truly not, she was just kind of like circling back and just calmly not letting Victoria take her for a ride.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, I'm like taking notes on that just as a way to deal with trolls, uh, You know, -hmm. online or or in real life. Like, that's just, uh, I have to go look that up too.
1: Yeah. To put it to also, because I'm full of pop culture references, to translate it to a different sector of pop culture, it reminds me of that clip of like Cardi B when she was on Love and Hip Hop and she's just like, but what was the reason? But what was the reason? (laughs) Just over and over again. And someone's trying to like talk their way out of some dumb shit they said. And she's like, no, 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 but what was the reason? What was the reason?
0: (laughs) there you go look, look, look at these hot it works tips everywhere that, you know,
1: guys it works everywhere <laughs> so that was one thing wow there were so many things i wanted to say in response to what you said okay what was the <laughs> other thing oh the bitch thing okay so yeah i don't know if i would have said it myself honestly because of being on tv or whatever but i think maybe i would have i'm not sure so like and i don't want to piss any of our listeners off like I love all of you and I think <laughs> discussion discourse is important right so like I'm yeah I feel like being able to have like difficult conversations without getting angry at each other is key kind of like how I really appreciated that um that review last week how it was like a really nicely worded review but yeah. I and so in turn I politely explained why I disagreed with it you know it's so So I say this with love, but I think the whole that's not female empowerment. If you call another woman a a bitch, like, I think that's kind of like white feministy. Like, I feel like it's hiding behind this thing in order to not really dive into the issue and really explore the issue, like explore the part of the issue that might make you or I or anyone the most uncomfortable. So it's kind of like not only is this woman, Victoria, being a bully, actively manipulating people, starring drama and controversy in the house and really adding to what's becoming a very toxic environment in the house. But she's denying it. She's she's avoiding accountability while also demanding apologies. She's being a not great person. Mm. And to sum that up, she's being a bitch. And I think- That's, I think everything that Katie is saying leading up to that is very valid. And I think if Katie had just said, you're being a bitch and that's it, I think it would have been a little bit worse. You know, it would have been like, sure. okay, also dismissing the issue. But the truth yep. is, she's, Katie's explaining herself. She's doing it very well. Right. She's trying to hold Victoria accountable while also being respectful. Yep. And Victoria's not letting it happen. So she's just saying, look, this is your, I'm going to call out what I see and I'm not going to accept it. And I'm not saying this is what you're saying. This is what I'm assuming you mean, Brett. But if someone's going to be like, oh, I was on board with what you were saying, but then you you used a curse word and I don't like that. So now I'm not on board with what you're saying. It's like detracting from the point. Like you yeah. don't like that someone curses. Okay, I get that. Everyone's different. Yeah. You know, if you were to say, hey, I liked your podcast, but I'm not comfortable with how much you curse. So I can't listen to it anymore. I'd be like, that's totally fair. I know where you're coming from. I think another podcast would be better for you. I appreciate the time you gave us anyway. I think that's very fair. If someone were to be like, I don't respect your opinion because you curse so much, I'd be like, fuck that, you know? Yeah,
0: well, it's kind of like tone policing, isn't it?
1: Yes, thank you. That's the word. That's what I was searching for. It's literally tone policing. It's like, unless you meet me where I am, I'm not going to give you the time of day. So right. to that I say it sounds like the people on Twitter were like tone policing Katie. Is that what I'm yeah is that yeah, what you're kinda. saying?
0: Yeah. Yeah yeah.
1: Well to that I say Katie was right. Stop tone policing Katie. Katie,
0: you're doing amazing. You're doing, you're doing amazing, amazing sweetie.
1: sweetie. There you go.
0: So yeah, after the Katie Victoria debacle. Uh, we get some a little sizzle reel of of sorts of uh, a few of the other women talking with with Matt. Nothing like super notable. The other women are kind of like moving on, except for Victoria, of course, because that's mm-hmm. very on brand. Uh, and then all of a sudden, Victoria's in a conversation with Matt, and she's clearly feeling insecure. And then Chris Harrison decides to show up and pull Matt aside. And it's like, oh, what's what's going on? Dun, dun, dun and that leads us to the dreaded moment we've all been teased for weeks now we're get, we're getting the new women in the house and uh you know i've talked about how i'm like oh, why are we doing this like not again you know, i thought that we had left this with claire slash Tasha's season that it made a little bit more sense cuz you wanted new guys for tasha just so it wasn't mm-hmm. completely just here take this cast that i that i had uh, that I handpicked now. for someone
1: else.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so but here it just like doesn't make sense. The only real rationale is Chris Harrison saying, Matt, there's just so many people who applied for you. And he takes that with like he he uh his face like doesn't react to that. He's just like, Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, you know, obviously. Um, but yeah, we get five new women. So I will say I was not into this move in theory, but I also do like that. The majority of them are BIPOC. So that's like, I still don't love the move, but I do like, based off of our first impression, some of the women that we have here. So the five new women, there's five of them. We have Brittany, Michelle, Ryan, Kimberly, and Catalina. So obviously we didn't get a ton, but Camilo, who are some of your uh, your first impressions here, your your favorites?
1: Um, I didn't really... Okay so as I've said I'm not going to beat you guys over the head With it because I've said this many a time But I feel like These twists and experiments Are always at the detriment of The women on the show Whether it's the bachelorette the lead Or the cast on the bachelor So I feel like this is an example Of that and I'm not in pro of it at all Nothing that you gets yeah. the women I think the women are you know It's not their fault at all I'm just against it and I think you know some things that a lot of the other women say throughout the rest of the episode really sums it up it's like they have been trying to form a connection with Matt and it's frustrating that these more women are thrown in that's making the competition even worse it's like it's a keyword competition it's like adding fuel to the fire it's like they're trying to get like these cat bite type things going which yeah. is frustrating it's kind of sexist and it's frustrating yeah. So that's how I feel about that. I felt like I would say that I saw one front runner, one immediate elimination, and
0: some like middle of the packers. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Right. So just to go down memory lane with them. So Brittany, first one out. Um, she comes middle up and middle middle of the packer, yeah. Um, and clearly a little bit of an instigator too. Goes up to Matt, says, I want to make up for lost time, kisses him. Wasn't like a big fan of this, just because I always feel weird when it's like, uh, I mean, I more think of when people do like a blindfold thing and then they kiss people because it's like, uh, well, like think, weird, like consent yeah. kind of territory. And this feels like a very pressured yeah. situation. To yeah,
1: we've talked about you know, this kiss before. someone
0: immediately. Yeah,
1: yeah, we've talked about this before. I do think that like Matt like like wanted, like I don't think Matt didn't want that kiss, you know, but I also think it ties in with him not really understanding the way the franchise works and i think if it was a regular lead that wouldn't fly like a regular even male lead like a regular male lead yeah. that wouldn't fly at all so it, i kind of felt the same way i was like this is yeah. not yeah i mean we've we talked about this before and we agree on this it's like yeah. a consent thing well, it's also like a norm it's like a norm saying it's like a respect yeah. for the other woman in the house thing
0: yeah well, you know what's weird is like. So you say like if it was another lead, um, you know, it's like Matt not being on the show before. He doesn't really. I, I think they kind of do this a lot with like the the male leads. Actually, I mean, I can think of someone with, um, like Peter's season that kind of did a similar move. And this is, like, a very weird uh, take to, like, be, like, defensive of of men. It's very odd. But it does feel like a bit of a double standard where, obviously, if the, you know, the lead, were if this was, like, Bachelorette, that would obviously never fly. But here I think it's, like, yeah. oh, it's a guy. He likes it. Like, whatever, well, that, you know. that's
1: what I'm saying is that that okay. wouldn't, like, the male – I feel like I know of many – I can – I mean, I can't off the top of my head, like, say their names or their seasons, but I'm having, like, a film – flashback of all the different times women have done that to the male lead and the male lead like politely like declines or like gives them a peck or something and it's like very like I think actually I think one might have been Ben Higgins season with Lace and I think Mm. she like gave it wanted like the first kiss and if it wasn't her it was like someone on the season it's like oh I want to be the first kiss and then like he was kind of caught off guard and it was kind of like a peck and then later yeah, at yeah. the that same night at the, the first night when they had one on one time, she was like, oh, I want it for real. And then he like rejected her and he was like, oh, yeah, maybe we should wait or something like that. You know, maybe mm-hmm. I'll if I maybe I'll dig up the clip, <laughs> but it yeah, just yeah. and that is the sort of thing that I had seen before. And either the women go home pretty soon and the or and either like the man kind of just like takes it and like politely takes it and then kind of like backs away a little bit or yeah. straight up like rejects it but yeah i think it's a double standard in that like the it the men would never be allowed to do that to the women to the bachelorette for sure but that's because of the stereotypes of like men you know of like slut shaming women and like yeah, right, men right. being allowed to like kiss whoever they want and that yeah, they want right. that and so i think a norm that i've seen from the many years that i've watched the Bachelor, that again has gone away, has has kind of gone away more and more as the years gone on, is like the weight and importance of like the first few like few kisses and how they're very mm-hmm. like it's almost like an icebreaker. It's like once the first couple of girls get kissed, then it's more normal for everyone to be getting kissed. But yeah, in the beginning right. it's like very serious and like they don't give out the kisses lightly. And yeah. I re- I just remember that as like a clear theme in in, in the show five years ago. So Yeah. That's where I'm coming from more. That like, um, that's where I'm coming from more. Yeah, if that makes sense. that
0: makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I do. It does seem like the ambush kiss is never a good idea. One, just yeah. because of like us unpacking it, but then two, those people right like tend to go home pretty early. Yeah, you know, like I I think of even like a Al- uh, Elena Alana who did like the Lady in the Tramp style kiss, which isn't yeah. really the same. Um, yeah. but uh, you know, she's gone. So like, the kisses on the yeah. first night of meeting don't tend to pan out very well.
1: Yeah. And and I'm not trying to say like Matt necessarily did anything wrong. Like I'm not trying to say like oh he just doesn't understand the rule, like the unwritten rules. I just think like he doesn't see it the same way we do because he he doesn't he hasn't had to. Like he hasn't he didn't go through he didn't go through it on his side. Like he doesn't know what it's like to see the girl that you're falling for kiss eight other guys like right out of the right off the bat. Um yeah he and and he is he doesn't necessarily know also it's a time where peop, it is like slightly less slut-shamey. but yeah before yeah like if a guy like they would do the same with a guy too you know like if they kissed too many people in the first night like there would be commentary about it so yeah he just doesn't like know these things so it's not that's not too that's not a bad thing it just means he's gonna react differently to all of these bolder kisses and stuff like that
0: yeah, right makes sense yeah then, after Brittany, we got Michelle, who I trusted literally immediately, and I can't exactly put a finger on why it's probably because she's a teacher, and I just have a soft spot for teachers, especially over this past year, but she just had a very like calming energy about her, at least that was my interpretation, so I really yeah. really like her a lot I
1: think she was she was the front runner,
0: yeah, and then we had Ryan and Kimberly, who got like Nothing as far as actually seeing their moments with Matt beyond just saying their names. Uh, and then we had Catalina to close, and she we find out is Miss Puerto Rico Universe, which is like pretty cool. But of course, immediately after she walks in, Victoria has to come and grab her crown, wears it, puts it on the table, like rather aggressively. And listen, it, I don't know if this is her. Actual crown or just like another crown? It looks like the actual crown because it looks pretty legit. And I was just add it to the laundry list of things that Victoria is just doing. That's uh, it's not great. It's not great. Blatant disrespect.
1: Yeah, it was very rude. It was very disrespectful. It was very trying to assert dominance. It was very aggressive. It was very. I didn't like it at all. And she was just being very rude and aggressive to every person who came in. Which, like I said, I don't agree with these bringing these five women in so yeah even though i disagree with the action that's happening it's not these women's fault and she's just being super fucking aggressive for literally no reason like that's that's the like anti-feminist thing right it's like this universe this like this franchise put these women in this position and instead of understanding the situation that you're being put in and just kind of trying to make the best of it they're turning on each other. Like, that's the anti feminist thing. That's not Katie calling Victoria a bitch, you know? Yeah. So, anyways, yeah, for them, them three are middle of the pack, like, could have gone home night one situation. Yes. Yeah.
0: Well, this feels like a clear example of don't hate the player, hate the game.
1: Yeah, exactly. A little
0: bit. And then so after, you know, the the women come in, they're talking about, oh, like, how could they come in? Uh, I do appreciate something Anna says here. She says how long they've been there. So I'm finally getting my sense of time coming back whenever someone's able to say, okay, we've been here three weeks. It just helps contextualize things a little bit.
1: Yeah. That's one of those things that, um, that I feel like is different with the season than the past. Like, you know, every week in the past has been more structured to be like a week. Like the timeline is more... Yeah. Either we start with a rose ceremony or we start the next morning after rose ceremony. And then we have the three or four dates, you know, group and individual. And then we have some drama and then we have a cocktail party. And then we end with the rose ceremony or we're about to start the rose ceremony. And it's very like, you know, this is week one, week two, week three, week four. With the la- these past two seasons, we've been seeing that that is obviously not exactly how they're cutting it and structuring it. Which makes sense, but also is hella confusing for us. Yeah. It's kind of like how in the last season there'd be group dates with the same five people on the group dates in the across the episode. And it was so confusing. And it's like, oh well, because there's a row ceremony in the middle, so it kind of reset, but then we didn't it yeah. doesn't reset for us. So yeah. so that definitely it is it was nice to to hear that. I think at some point in the last episode they said it's been three weeks. So how I'm seeing it is that like the second half of this episode is like in the fourth week territory. Yeah. If that makes sense.
0: Oh yeah. No, just, it just really helps like gather me. Uh, But then, yeah. Anna immediately loses what she gained by, uh, you know, helping me get my time straight by, uh, saying that she, you know, recognizes Brittany from Chicago and we start going into this uh, rabbit hole a little bit or we see the the sneak preview of where this goes later in the episode. Yeah. And then we go into the rose ceremony.
1: And so I had many, many qualms about this rose ceremony. Um Mainly because someone at some point made some comment about the roses and about the new girls. I this isn't know. a small
4: thing. This is five new girls with no new roses added.
1: I There's clearly new roses. Like they literally yeah. only three people went home. Like there was literally yeah. <laughs> like there was very much obviously new roses. Like if you were if anything, <laughs> it helped your odds.
0: Yeah. Like it's right.
1: you know, like it helped your odds of staying. It was just very <laughs> Very wild to me. Not even that if they felt that way, because maybe they didn't know that there were new roses, but the fact that the story editors even aired that was crazy yeah. to me because it's like, well, you know that there are new roses. Are you trying to trick <laughs> us, the good people of Bachelor Nation? You're trying to trick us into <laughs> thinking that like that the stakes are that the their chances are so much slimmer when really yeah. only three people went home.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. I didn't even catch that.
1: Yeah, there's more women there now than at the start of the rose ceremony. <laughs> Brett, there's yeah. like nine, there's like 19 or 20 women. Yeah,
0: they're going to like slowly add too. Yeah, well, and also listen, we know that Heather is coming at some point based off the preview, so they're just going to keep doing it. We're just going to have like two more women next week. It's just going to be a trick. It's yeah, all a I trick. have a
1: feeling though that Heather's not going to like last more than an episode. I don't know. Yeah,
0: yeah. Guess we'll see. Yeah. But you know what? That's something I noticed when these roses were getting handed So Kayla, Kaylee, and Kimberly did not. Um, what I noticed with who got a rose is I like a good amount of the people who are left.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think we see when it tends to. I mean, I'll agree. Like, I like a lot of the women who are left, and I think that's a good thing. And I, and obviously, like, they're we're still early. I mean, there's still nearly 20 women so of course they're still gonna need like a villain or two around um which is why even though I really hate that Victoria's still there I get it It'll yeah. mess- I don't think right. she's slipping under the radar at all in any way like it feels very sure. clear that Matt is not does not have any intention on picking her um right. but I will say like I feel like when it gets to like you know a final 7 to 10 situation it usually is like Maybe there's a villain left still, but it's usually all people that I really, really like. There'll be still clear front runners and other people who I'm like, okay, you're probably not going to win this, but I still like you. And I think that's when it's my favorite time to watch. Like I love night one and I really love the middle when I know everyone who's left and who's on my screen, but I still have more time with them. You know, it's not like I'm just getting to know them and they all leave. Yeah. And I feel like it's starting to get to that point, which I really like.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but then we have the uh, the morning after, we have a new group date. And what did we think of the date card this week? It's let's fall in love.
1: Still trapped. Like the pun is obviously fall, like autumn. Well, not obviously. In yeah. retrospect, Yeah, the yeah. pun is obviously like autumn. But it's kind of annoying because it is autumn all the time this season.
5: You yeah, know, it's right. not
1: like... We're jumping around from, it's not like they're, tra- you know, like maybe if it was a regular season where they're traveling around to tropical places in September or whenever this is or October, f- sure, fine. But yeah,
0: I guess since this theme was the, the theme of this group date was hyper fall theme, I'm like, fine. But when they first read that, that date card, I was like, someone better be going off a cliff. Otherwise I'm going to be really upset. That's what I was waiting for.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Not that you're right. Like the the date was very appropriate for the fall pun. But I feel like usually that's the sort of thing that's like, let's bungee jump or jump out of an airplane or like do some weird scaling a building thing.
0: Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. I guess there's not like a ton of skyscrapers around uh, Nema colon.
1: No, Nemicolon is
0: the, the sketch. I just, I just panicked when I was saying it. I had to remember.
1: I don't remember at all how to say it. I think <laughs> I'm still going to say it wrong. I'm so sorry, Nemecolon.
0: I heard, Nemacolin. Uh, this is later in the episode, but Serena P says Nemecolon. So it's not just us who don't know how to say it. She says Nemecolon, and I don't think she's right. <laughs> anyway.
1: So we go on this date. Something that becomes a theme for the rest of this episode is kind of separating the new girls from the quote unquote OGs, oh, <laughs> um, and so there's four new girls left, and three out of those four are on this group date. I also felt like when they were reading out this group date that it was a very carefully chosen group of women, and I feel the same, you know, with the with the next group date that came on yeah, later right. in the episode. I could see that, but it was like the front runners, Brie, Abigail, the new women. Uh, Britney Ryan, Catalina, and then some potsters and a Victoria, and then some other, you know, and then other women who, of course, we we are still getting to know, Marie and Maggie. But yeah. I thought that that was key: the front runners, the potsters, and the new girls. And I was like, this is about to be interesting. Ben Higgins is hosting the state. I love that at, at top. He's like, oh, it's been a while, but I was. The bachelor i'm like does he does he think that these women like don't know who he is yeah like,
0: but i also did love that there was dead silence there was no acknowledgement so maybe he had a point that maybe maybe these women I did not know he was the bachelor
1: i don't remember it that way i remember them seeing me like excited to meet him you know i don't think yeah. it was like i mean it was also so brief so It could have been just like edited to seem that way, or it could have just been that way. But I did think it was funny that he said that. Um, (laughs) So he's hosting uh, this group date, the Fall in Love Fest, and it's kind of like a race. You know, we we've seen these before. It's like a race with a theme, um, and you just kind of do silly things. And so they, the first silly thing they have to do is like use a giant pumpkin as a kayak, which was insane to me I really don't understand how there was not more commentary about this from the women
0: I didn't understand how this this boat worked I just did not understand it structurally did not look safe
1: yeah I mean it was obviously hollowed out like all the guts are taken out it's cleaned out so that's how it how it's able to float but like (laughs) <laughs> like where what did they do with all the pumpkin guts? Like did they throw it out? Like did they make pies specifically from this and like sell them as like bachelor pumpkin pies? Like or is that a fall activity that happens a lot? In that case, it's not a waste of a giant pumpkin. I just had I was very, very mesmerized by the giant pumpkin boats. Um, as you can tell. Anyway, yeah. so I agree that
0: they didn't unpack it enough. I needed no. to know more about the pumpkin boats. I Thank you. That's more. the
1: validation I was looking for, Brett. Thank you.
0: <laughs> I got you.
1: Um. So you know the women are struggling in the pumpkin boat. They slowly make their way to finish that first leg of the race, and then they have to like dress up as a as a squirrel, and then they have to find an acorn with their name on it. I didn't realize that it had to have their name on it at first because they just kept saying, "Find your acorn, find your acorn." Yeah, I. Yeah. I just thought it was an awkward way of saying, like, get your acorn and get it across the finish line, you yeah. know? Like, you yeah, get your right. acorn. I don't know. Yeah. And I didn't understand that they were personalized until Sarah said that she found Britney's and hid it, which confused yeah. me because where did you hide it? Like, where did she, yeah, like, right. did she, like, do a Bugs Bunny, like, look over there and throw <laughs> it, you know? Like, did right, she, like, right. stuff it in her costume? Like, I. Yeah.
0: And what also too, you must, there must have, I mean, I guess everybody's so focused and maybe you just have tunnel vision. You're trying to find your acorn, but did nobody see her put an acorn in her pocket and then continue looking for another yeah. acorn? Was that not at all suspect?
1: Yeah. Like whether she put it in her costume or she threw it somewhere, like how did you just get away? You know? Cause at first yeah. I was like, oh, she just like moved it away from where the girl was searching. But if they're all searching the whole pile, I don't know. It was strange. It was <laughs> sus.
0: I do want to shout out Maggie, who during all of this is still in the pumpkin boat struggling. And I very much uh, resonated with Maggie. Because that would probably be me on this date, is uh, not being good at all of these things.
1: Yeah, Matt was giving her some good encouragement. She was going nowhere (laughs) fast. And so after they find the acorn, they just kind of like grow through a couple of obstacles. And then the first person to reach Matt is Mari, which... I don't know tracks. I think she she won most valuable bachelorette at oh, that most at
0: valuable that. bride, Camila. Come on now. Sorry,
1: most valuable Come on. bride. Um, Have on some respect first, for the game on that first um, paintball capture the flag hybrid, whatever um, that madness
0: was. Yeah, yeah, with no rules.
1: And then right before Matt announces it's time for the after party, we get another shot of Maggie still struggling in her pumpkin.
0: Poor Maggie. It's like almost dusk at this point, too. It's like getting dark.
1: So they're at the night part of the group date. I feel like I keep repeating this, but it's not lost on me that Matt keeps calling it an after party. Again, just a small sign <laughs> that he has not been here before. And he's adding yep. new jargon.
0: He's not getting the terms right.
1: Yeah. But I bet you anything after the season, like it's going to be called after party now, which is fine. I actually think that that rolls off the tongue more than night portion of the group date, <laughs> which yeah, is yeah. what it's been called for. <laughs> Millennia, but yeah, uh, yeah, just something that I noticed quite a bit. And so Anna finally gets time with Matt. He pulls her first. She's really excited about it. They're chatting, and then um Brittany comes over to interrupt.
0: Which is, like, totally a producer sending her over to interrupt also. This just, like, felt very blatant, you know, after Anna's, uh, you know, already bad-mouthing Brittany earlier. It's like, let's just add fuel to the fire, and here we go.
1: Yeah. Brittany successfully interrupts, and then Anna goes off to vent to Victoria, which is obviously a recipe for fire disaster. Yeah,
0: just, it's just, like, just, it's always a bad idea. Yeah.
1: And then here we get the moment um, of the cold opening about revealing
4: the rumors that I had heard about Being Brady. from Chicago, where she is, I had heard rumors and people have gone out of their way to tell me, oh my God, watch out for this girl. In what regard? Like, watch out with her how? That she is entertaining men for money.
5: <sighs>
1: That's insane. It's so this my- comes up, you know, in later parts of the episode as well. Like the women use different phrases around what exactly Anna knows. But it sounds like, you know, sometimes they call her like a party girl. Sometimes they say that she just knows all the rich men of Chicago. She goes out clubbing a lot, but she's not a bottle girl. Um, And so like all implying that she's an escort or she entertains men for money. And... I know I already said up top that I really was disgusted with the way that the women were, you know, talking down about being an escort. Um, I'm very pro sex work in all regards. So, yes, I thought that was gross. But just like as we were hearing more and more of these things, especially the, oh, she's a party girl or she wasn't a bottle girl. It kinda pissed me off just because like you can be an adult and like to party. Like you can be an adult yeah. and like to go out and go dancing and have fun. And like this is something that I do. Like I'm 27 yeah, right. and I'm well, obviously not right now, but um I like to go out dancing. Like I like to go to clubs and dance with my friends and to call someone who is invited out to dance and party, like an escort is really egregious and not because being an escort is a bad thing it's just the judginess associated with someone who just likes to go out and have a good time yeah. it just bothered me so much like just yeah. the escort thing aside it's like you're basically calling her a party girl but you don't want to sound lame by saying that so you're finding something that is even more of a reach to attach to this label
0: yeah yeah well, so you know what, my, my – kind of, Well, one, I think that's all very well said and justified, and I was feeling the same. Um, and uh, one, because of course I have to bring it here every single time. But one political parallel that I kind of thought of in this moment is, you know, at the top of the episode we get the the teaser of, or not even it's not even the teaser towards the beginning of the episode we have Anna uh talking to victoria and she says like oh yeah Brittany. like i've heard she fucking sucks like that sort of thing so is that like she fucking sucks because of like this this escort thing or is there like other stories that she's heard that are unrelated to this that she's not sharing whatever but back to the political thing what it rem- reminds me of is when i would see you know people on twitter or just whoever um like criticizing Trump and like trying to make fun of Trump, and they would because they were targeting Trump, this person that they didn't like very fairly so uh they would start making like fat shaming jokes or they would start making gay jokes with like him and Putin or whatever, and it's like, all right, like I know you don't like this guy very fairly so again, but don't use that as an excuse to bring down another group because of this joke because you're Wanting to call out this person who has maybe other things that uh, are egregious that they've done or maybe they have not or maybe they have not Yeah. So that's immediately what I thought of with this.
1: Yeah, I think you're 100% right. It's like don't put me in a position to defend Donald Trump because you're being a fat phobic piece of shit. Like I don't want to defend Donald Trump and I'm actually getting mad at you because you're putting me in a position to say like, hey, you're being an asshole for calling Trump ugly and fat. It's like, don't, yeah, right. like there's so many things you can call him, you can call him a lying asshole, a cheater, <laughs> rapist, you know? Like you can yeah. call him all these things and it'd be valid, but to make like fat shaming jokes is shitty. Like you're just, yeah, you're attaching right. bad and even in some cases evil characteristics to a body type.
0: Yeah, it's not an excuse, right?
1: Yeah, anyway, so to bring it back to the the group day, after matt gives out the group date rose which he gives to Brie shocker you know still going very deserving. with their connection you know there's that portion of the night where where the lead leaves and the cast is kind of talking a little bit before they leave as well and anna calls out Brittany or like just like kind of asks her about
4: this rumor Brittany, i really wanted to talk to you yeah um we're all fighting for the same man. So I just want to make sure that your intentions are pure yeah. coming here. So coming into this, I actually was getting messages from people in Chicago. Um, and just kind of them saying, like, watch out for this girl. That, like, you're an escort and all the stuff. Wait, you were telling people in the house that? I think that's an awful thing to say about someone, and I want to apologize. But also kind of give you the space if you wanted to talk about like why people were sending warnings about you when i literally have never met you
1: i was just very confused by the way she approached it because it was kind of like look Mm -hmm. i want to clear the air like i wouldn't even say it was like a mean girl nice girl thing because i don't think she was trying to be like fake nice like i feel like she was trying to be like oh i you know like i'm annoyed and i'm gonna tell you what i know but then it, like as if she almost immediately regretted it. Like I feel like as soon as she got it out, she was like, "Oh, you know, and I'm sorry for telling p- women in the house and and Brittany's like, why would you say that? That's not true. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's almost like immediate yeah. regret. I, yeah. I was just like very yeah. confused. I feel like it all happened so fast too. I fe- yeah. I feel like I had to do a double take and be like, wait, what did I just watch? Like the, like the driving thing. I just felt like, yeah. oh wait, <laughs> wait, <laughs> right. how did we get here? Just
0: all of a sudden time pass and you have no idea actually yeah. what fully happened. Yeah, Uh, I did appreciate Ryan like coming to um, Brittany's defense a little bit. I'm forgetting exactly what she said, but especially considering Ryan's new here. And if I were in Ryan's position, I would, I don't know, probably be a little apprehensive to immediately jump into the fray. Um, But, you know, I commend her doing that. It it wasn't publicly, though, I should say it was like in, in the moment. So maybe I can't actually fully give credit.
1: Yeah, that whole group date without Matt interaction moment, which is very weird and uncomfortable.
0: I just feel
4: like everyone's like against me right now. I'm like, I know you guys don't care at all, but it's really hard.
3: Okay, then get
1: out the house. (laughs) (laughs) What is happening here?
4: Yeah. Are you
1: sorry or not? Do you feel like you made a mistake or not? Do you feel like you're right and squirrel's lying or not?
0: Yeah, right. It was all over the place.
1: Yeah, I'm very confused with where the reality in the situation is. And mm-hmm. that, I feel like that's not something I ever feel when I watch a show. I feel like I, it's pretty cut and dry. Like you can see the contestants like individual realities and, and it's like, oh, they really believe this thing. But that's just objectively not what's happening. This is right. one of the few times where I'm like, I'm very confused <laughs> all over the place.
0: Yeah. But let's we'll see, on a more positive note, do we want to jump into Michelle's one-on-one? which I'm very excited for. Let's do it. So... This one I was really excited for because I just really like Michelle. I know we don't really know that much about her, Uh, especially before I had watched this date. I knew basically nothing, just that she was a teacher and she had a warm energy. That's really what it was, a warm energy. Um, But she has a date card that's let's make up for lost time, which did they just like steal that from Britney's line, Britney's entrance? Like, what are they what are these lazy date card writers doing?
1: I'm telling you, they fired or promoted the person who had been doing them for the last few seasons, and this person with the new responsibility is just treading water. They're just trying to get the date card out any which way they can. If that means stealing a line from Brittany, they're going to fucking do it.
0: Yeah. Um, but that being said, they have a little scavenger hunt date in store, which, like, again, not related to Let's Make Up For Lost Time at all. So. Once again, a zero out of ten. But even though the day card's not good, the date in my opinion, it's very good. This is very much like my brand of a date, pretty much the whole way through a little adventurous thing with the zip line to start. And then they go and pop balloons for little date questions to ask each other, which is extremely my shit. And I do that on dates. There's actually this book that I, that I uh, have. It's like a thousand one book of questions or something along those lines. And I have been known to on first or second date, just like a have it on my little phone on my little kindle app and i'm like let's just go back and forth that's i could do that shit for so long so i really appreciated that moment uh and then they have a little um oh one of the questions is how many children do they both want And they both want three so that's very cute and just this, this whole date is just cute and then they finish off with a hot air balloon ah it's great it's great across the board did you have any thoughts on this date
1: yeah, I mean, yeah, I agree. I would have also loved this as a first date. Like, I think that the hot air balloon was great. Like, I've always, always, always wanted to go on a hot air same, balloon, like, so same. badly, like, so, so, so badly. And Especially
0: in the fall, like, the perfect time to do it. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. I'm I jealous. So
1: that's something that's, it's literally like on my bucket list. Like, I would just, yeah. and not that it's, super unattainable. It just is yeah. something that I kind of thought I'd do by now. So I definitely, yeah. to me that was, And I love ziplining. So for me, I'm like, okay, it was a great start of the day and a great end to the the yeah. date.
0: I haven't ziplined um, either. Like both of those things I really want to do. And yet.
1: Yeah. I highly recommend it. It's very fun.
0: Um, but yeah, so the date's good, but then, you know, nothing like super notable during the day, but then we go into the night portion. They're getting to know each other a little bit more. And Matt, asks Michelle a little bit more about getting into education and then teaching during a, during a pandemic, which again, I have a major soft spot for teachers this year. I immediately kind of thought of there was, I don't know if you ever saw this TikTok, but there was a TikTok of a teacher, uh, multiple teachers, but one in particular was like Mackenzie Adams, where she was, uh, this was again, like six months ago or something like that, where she was teaching, I think it was a kindergarten class, and she was just super animated. And she was trying to like teach her kids numbers and all that. And TikTok went viral. And then she was actually in Biden's, uh, and you know, and Biden Harris, uh, that inaugural concert last Wednesday. And I was like, Hell yeah, Mackenzie, look at you go, nice. So, anyway, that's a tangent, but but no. So then Michelle talks about how she just has. A big passion for what she does, and she loves that she gets to make an impact on people and then yeah, she talks about uh teaching during a pandemic and how difficult that is, and then also how difficult it is uh, with um george floyd when when everything was going on this past summer, and talking about that with her kids where and a lot of her kids were also students of color and it's a tough conversation to have and it obviously affects not only her but her children as well. So I thought that was cool to uh yeah, have that brought up here. What did what did you uh what did you think?
1: I mean, I felt like okay. Do so I think it's objectively cool that it was mentioned? Like I always like when important issues are mentioned, but I guess I disagree with you because I felt like it wasn't it, I feel like it wasn't mentioned. I feel like it was mm. danced around and like giving us the absolute bare minimum and I I don't even think that's necessarily Michelle's fault like I think a lot of it yeah. could be editing but like they're both black if I were to have my eyes closed I would have been like this is a white savior yeah. complex conversation happening right
5: now I'm constantly thinking about like my students uh-huh. and what kind of year it is with the pandemic and everything Had George Floyd in Minnesota this past spring it was very close to home and so It's been a a really difficult year for my students, especially my students of color and wanting to make sure that I can be there for them.
1: And my eyes were open. So I was just kind of confused as to why the phrase Black Lives Matter was not surfaced once. We only ever saw her refer to George Floyd and and the hard times that were happening in relation to her students, you know, as if it she wasn't affected at all and again I yeah. I do think that there's like some editing thing here happening but it's just it was just weird and I I, I didn't yeah. it kind of like rubbed me the wrong way and then yeah. for Matt to also have no response to anything mm-hmm. related to Black Lives Matter in terms of himself either it was a complete 180 from Ivan and Tasha, and I know you and I talked about how great and refreshing that combo was like even though i right. even though i wish taisha had spoken a little bit more about herself and and the experience like i think she did still did a little bit and i feel like it was clear that she grew up in a, in a mainly white space you know and she kind of said that it was the first time she was kind of reckoning with that and yeah. i think even if we don't have all the details i think that acknowledgement or self-awareness is just in and of itself like interesting and key. And I feel like that was not present like at all here. Yeah. And I think it's just like a regression. And I think that's more, that's definitely more of a production thing. Like I don't want to sit here and say that, you know, Michelle didn't want to talk about black lives matter or whatever. I would be, actually i would be very shocked if you told me that she didn't mention it at all on that day you know like it seemed it just seemed very edited like the way yeah the way her sentences were strung together you know it just seemed very like let's course correct a little bit because we went real in on this last season yeah and look we're giving them a bunch of so we don't have to talk about it as much you know so that's how i felt about it so i was disappointed in that in the conversation that we got there it felt like it was appealing to white sensibilities
0: yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. And no, and I really appreciate you you saying all that because it makes me like kind of reflect on, um, you know, it's like if they if this franchise like mentions George Floyd, I'm like so used to them just dodging it entirely that, uh, yeah, like my bar for them is so low. So I appreciate yeah. you kind of like saying that.
1: Yeah, we got to be we got to be vigilant that we we give props where it's due, but we don't lower the bar.
0: Yeah, right. And uh, and yeah, like I would have loved to see. Uh yeah, this conversation more. And I I can very much see how this could be something where the franchise is like, Oh, well, we covered that last season. We don't need to do it again. Right. You know, like we uh, have a black lead.
1: like we don't need to know.
0: Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's like we can hear like the same tropes over and over again like, "Oh, you know, I really love my family and I'm like really looking for someone who like blah, blah. like we can hear that over and over again. But when it comes to like Black Lives Matter and the intricacies of George Floyd and all the events of last summer, it's like we can just do that once. We don't need to repeat that every season."
1: Yeah. And I personally, I really want to know how this past summer affected Matt James. Like I yeah. would be so interested in hearing how he dealt with, you know, the police brutality that was showcased across America this summer. And yeah. just hear how it impacted him. And again, not trying to like a mine for his trauma or anything, but just because that is so much a part of any BIPOC story that I would be shocked if it wasn't a part of his. And the same way where I'm like, oh, I wish I'd heard more from Tasha, But at the same time, I I'm so happy that we got like the essence of it. I feel the same way with Matt. Yeah, I I guess I'm just hedging myself a little bit because I don't want to come across as like, you know, oh, I just want to hear people of color talking, talking about their traumas or like they have to talk about police brutality or all this stuff. They they don't. But. I also think it's unfair for us to want every other salacious detail of the rest of their lives and that be okay. Yeah. They break up or they get divorced. It's like we want to know all about it. And I'm not saying that yeah. that's correct or not, but all of these things make up Taysha and Matt and who they are, you know, like yeah. race is a huge part of who they are. And so yeah. to act like one thing is more taboo than the other, or one thing is not as big of a deal as the other is annoying to me.
0: Yeah. Well, and also to what I think about too is when the attack on the Capitol happened, like Matt did make, you know, a statement on Twitter, you know, where he was essentially saying, like, you know, it's not lost on me that had these been black protesters like we saw, uh, you know, this past summer, they would have been treated very differently. You know, that's great on Twitter, but not in the entire Bachelor audience is on Twitter and yeah. likely the audience that really needs to hear this stuff even more is not on Twitter or is not looking yeah. you know, at that stuff. You know, So having it here is all the more valuable. Having it here multiple times is more yeah. valuable.
1: And also like even across platforms, like I feel like you're kind of alluding to this and we said this before, but the money is in Instagram. Like a lot of the people that probably need to hear this are on Instagram. And a lot of the people probably aren't. A lot of the people are gonna be watching you on Good Morning America.
0: Yeah, but- So, you know, even though we didn't get as much of that conversation, you know, as we wanted, um, it goes well and Michelle gets a rose. So she's staying around. And then we have the next group date.
1: The third group date of the episode.
0: (laughs) So many group dates.
1: So the new date card comes in um, and it's only the quote unquote OGs. We have... Katie Piper, Serena P, Rachel Kitt, Chelsea, Jasenia, Lawrence, Serena C, and MJ. Um, and the date card says, Are you willing to fight for love? And I feel like this is the first date card that actually plays by the old rules.
0: Yeah, it's at least it's not incredibly vague, but also No, I mean it's fine. It's fine again.
1: You don't think that it plays by the old rules?
0: Like uh, it just doesn't it doesn't really do it for me. I don't know what I'm expecting at this point. I think I'm just like, Yeah, so I, Brett, I, I don't all know them, what but.
1: I feel like you're being like warped by this by this like <laughs> maybe feud with this date card rider. but I feel like this one is pretty standard, very vague, but definitely alludes straight on to the main activity, which is fighting.
0: Fine, I can see. I'll I'll give him a break here.
1: Thank you, thank you. Um they meet Matt in the in the foliage, the woodery. They the see woodery? him. Like, the yeah. woodery is that word? I the it?
0: woodery.
1: <laughs> I, it is now. Uh, <laughs> and they see him. He's like beating up one of those uh,
0: boxing boxing things? bags, bags? Boxing bags? Yeah. punching bags, punching
1: punching bags. bags, punching bags. And Matt introduces a woman to a very successful fighter, um, and she proceeds to tell the women that they are going to be fighting each other for their group date, some nice girl boxing. And she proceeds to show them some moves. So then we fast forward to, you know, the boxing ring, the other women who are not on the date are, of course, in the audience because where else are they going to get their live audience from? (laughs) And leading up to the fight, there's a lot of joking about how it's a good thing that there were no new girls on this on this date because it would be a whole different type of date. Um, which again, as I mentioned earlier, I feel like it was very carefully chosen, the women on this date. Yeah. It's like yeah. we want to lay the seeds for drama without actually having people beat the shit out of each other. Like I feel right. like that was very deliberate. Yeah. Um, and so we see the fights I'm a little confused slash maybe torn here because I feel like as the fights go on everyone's like oh my god oh my god oh my god it's so aggressive like it yeah, it's boxing. Like, that's the way it looks.
0: <laughs> this is like the standard trope where, like, the producers plan a very violent date. And then when it starts going off the rails a bit, it's like, oh, my God, I I could not foresee this being a But I a didn't thing. even
1: think it went off the rails. Like, I felt like yeah, it looked like normal. Right. Like, if it wasn't for that commentary, I would have been like, oh, these women, like, are picked it up pretty well. Like, picked yeah, it up yeah. pretty quick. At least the ones who won their matches, you know, like, obviously, some people were more on the defensive Right. But I genuinely was like, oh, they're pretty good at boxing. Like, they yeah, picked it up yeah. pretty easily. Like
0: It's like, I think it, was- it could have gotten off the rails if, you know, again, like the the non-OGs were there. Or, you know, if you had like Katie fighting Victoria. But everybody who fought yeah. each other, like, didn't have like a thing. So it was yeah, just normal exactly. boxing.
1: Yeah. Exactly. It's just boxing. <laughs> right. Anyway, so it's time for the after party. Rachel gets the validation she needs she doesn't say this straight up but it kind of sounds like she's saying like yeah I was mad about there being new girls and then I talked to him and then I remembered that I like him and he likes me so now I'm good which you know that is kind of like the definition of like working through something whether or not she was really mean or vicious or whatever I can't super remember like obviously certain people had spotlights that other people didn't have but it seems like she's on the right track in terms of like moving forward and not really that down to give these new women all of her like energy anymore.
0: Right. Well, one thing I like where she says here is she says like, you know, if it's meant to be in the end, it you know, it doesn't really matter if there's five new women. And it reminded me of what Katie said to Sarah, you know, last week where it's like, do I love that? You know, you're getting all of this time. No, but I ultimately realized that Matt has to explore his connection with you, and I wouldn't want it to be um, a situation where that wasn't fully explored. And you know, then yeah. the connection that she shared with him isn't uh, you know quite as valid or doesn't uh, you know. It, there's always like this "what if"? You know, you want to explore things. So, reminded me of that.
1: Yeah, and so then we're kind of taken to a portion of the group date where matt's not around um we find out later he's doing like confessionally type stuff outside but the women of the group date are just all talking together and they're just talking about you know like how much they love each other and how much they hate the new girls and like just really going in on Brittany and catalina and katie is just looking so uncomfortable just at the beginning of the episode yeah all the women are talking shit and then katie kind of calls them out on it. I feel like I get it. We're entitled to our feelings. But at the end of the
2: day, they live with us. And I would hate to be on their side of this. And so the continuous, like, digs. At some point, we got to kind of get over it and welcome them into the house a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, I totally, I know what you mean. I just love
5: us, that's all. (laughs) I really do. It's all the varsity squad here tonight. I really appreciate that.
1: One of the women is kind of like, you're right, you're right, you know, but still... Like, they're also, like, laughing and giggling. And Katie's just kind of, she's had it. And, you know, she tells the confessional, like, this is not, this is becoming a toxic environment. They I can only do so much. And she decides to take this to Matt. We see her do that. We see Katie going outside and finding Matt with his producers and interrupting them and letting him know what exactly is going on. Hi.
2: (laughs) Sorry, I don't know. It's like part of your night. But it would probably be a good time to address some of the bullying that's kind of been happening in the house. And it's it's hard for me to keep trying to stand up for these women when we have this, like, mob mentality. The house just needs to be better. It's just a toxic environment. And there's some pretty bad rumors that are starting about the new girls that literally could ruin their lives. Not even exaggerating. So I just figured tomorrow, everyone's together in one room. You could address it. And coming from you, I think it would just mean a lot more to them.
4: I hear it. And that's something that I'll never stand for. And I'm going to address tomorrow. Yeah.
1: I feel really grateful for Katie on this season. Like, I know I said it earlier, but she is very, she has a very level clear head she really values non-toxicity and is actively trying to do mm-hmm. her part to not be complicit in it which i yeah. really 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 love and respect and just I like, care about like it really made me i got like a little emotional like this whole right. episode with her because i feel like i know what it's like to just want to fight so hard for people to be their best selves and not in a, not in a I, I need to change you for you to be your best self way but in a you know we all have bad toxic habits And no one's perfect. And sometimes we need help to realize that we're being kind of mean to someone and to like kind of set us back towards being loving and embracing of each other. And this is especially true for women, like because of the patriarchal society that we live in, women are from birth pit against each other. And that's why we see this so much more often with the women than with the men, you know, like with the men, there's usually like one or two guys who don't get along or one guy that everyone hates but they all like love each other and they have so much fun and we see that sometimes with the women but we see this sort of like mob mentality thing be set off so quickly like all these women have seen how horrible victoria has been to the other women but the second that victoria's on their side they're like laughing with her and and Mm. and i don't know i just right right
0: it just which really- is, it also feels weird that that's like even a thing because maybe like the first time around if Victoria's involved in in you know something it's like oh you know you're trying to give her the benefit of the doubt but then you know it's it's like as soon as you can kind of sense that Victoria's egging you on or is like really trying to amp up the situation that should feel like a red flag uh, stop sign at that point so i'm surprised we're still seeing it but yeah no like with Katie, well i'm not
1: surprised it's very it's not i'm not surprised at all it's very you know people like victoria are good at manipulating people and a lot of women unfortunately have been conditioned and raised to you know it's dog eat dog world like it's it it. mean girls was a mega hit for a reason like i'm not surprised i'm just really sad that that's still the world that a lot of women live in oftentimes unknowingly unconsciously and katie is trying so hard to break the cycle is trying so hard to rid the house of toxicity and she's only one person. And it's also not her responsibility either. It's like we all have personal responsibilities to not be complicit and to not, you know, egg these things on. But if the whole house is doing something and they're not listening to you, you're only one person. And I love that she took it to Matt because she said it point blank. She said, they're going to listen to him over me. Um, And he reassures her that he is going to do something about this and I'm really excited to hear what he says to the group during the next episode.
0: Yeah. Well, I feel for Katie here for two reasons. One, because exactly everything you said where she's really the lone person here who's trying to sort of – um diffused all of the other women who are really feeding into this, this engine and being manipulated by like Victoria or, you know, just this whole mob mentality thing that's clearly still going on. But then I also feel for her because of what we said earlier on in the episode, where this is how she's being forced to spend her time because nobody else is doing it. Like she's going to man, she's using the time, you know, quote unquote, that she has with him to address the other women and it's not in like a shitty way right but it's like you know like this could be used where uh, you know as an opportunity for katie and matt to connect but she's not getting that as much because she's like being peacekeeper so i feel bad for her in that respect
1: um and one thing also i want to know for when katie went to talk to matt she brought up the bullying and that there was even a rumor that spread through the house that had the potential to you know ruin someone's life and I I guess like, and and I just want to say, I don't think Katie did anything wrong. I just feel like the framing of that alongside, you know, a whole episode's worth of people just like really, really talking down at the idea of someone being an escort or the idea of someone, you know, or or conflating someone taking advantage of men for being an escort also because escorts do not take advantage of men. I want to be very clear, you know? So... I know I kind of I kind of like picked this subject up and put it back down like throughout the episode. But I'm just feeling very defensive of escorts here. Like it's a job, you know, sex work is work. And these women should not be shamed for making a living for themselves and for finding a career that they want to pursue. And yeah, I'm just going to reiterate that I think it's fucked up how it's kind of used as like the scandalous um, insult, But I also want to acknowledge with how Katie said this could ruin her life that I I guess I'm just sad that we're still in a place where being called an escort could ruin your life, whether it's true yeah. or not. I guess right. that, you know, like just to take it a step more removed. It's like, yeah, objectively, it could like I'm mm. you know, I'm not mad at Katie for saying that because it is objectively true in many right. parts of this country and in the world that could ruin your life. People will think of you differently as we're seeing right Mm -hmm. now and that just makes me sad because no one should be judged based on what they choose to do with their time and how they choose to make their living as long as no one's getting hurt and so um yeah i guess that's i guess that's just a note i wanted to make that i'm i'm a little sad that that it's just a reminder of the reality that we're still living in you know sometimes we have blinders when we live in certain places like hello how often do i have to say that i live in brooklyn you know it's (laughs) like i definitely live in a reality that maybe accepts that more than certain other realities. So um, yeah, hopefully one day we can get to a place where this quote unquote accusation slash rumor won't quote unquote ruin someone's life.
0: Yeah. Big time. Agree. And very well said. Camila.
1: Oh, thanks.
0: Gotcha. We're, we're at the end of the episode there. But one of the things that I noticed with the teaser coming up was, you know, we get the drama with uh, the women being confronted by Matt about the drama in the house. But then we also get another therapist moment from Katie.
1: We I feel like you're deflecting. I don't give a. You have to own up to things that you've done.
0: She just, she, Katie's clearly gone to therapy and we respect yeah, it. Clearly. Everyone go to therapy.
1: Please. These I feel like these teasers are doing so much work. I feel like they're so good every week and I am just extremely excited to see like The Mean Girl Think Fall. I think there's a really good chance Victoria goes home. Um and Anna, I don't know if both, but definitely at least one of them. I'm really excited to see, you know, Consequences for Actions.
0: Yeah. I'm thinking I'm hoping that Anna's redeemable, but let us hope that But she can be
1: redeemable off camera. Like I don't think that she I don't think that she's needs to stay or that she's a good match or or anything. Like I'm that's fair. I'm excited for that and I I don't know, someone else said in that teaser like the consequences for actions and I'm just like, Yes, let's see them, please. I'm just so sick of villains always getting away with other shit until they go home, you know, like I want to see some confrontations, some apologies and some bags packed. people.
0: It's time for Victoria to go, basically, is what we're trying to say.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: With that, should we get into our Batch Nation moment of the week? Yeah. So our Batch Nation moment this week slash also last week, it's just been a saga over the past couple of weeks is, of course, Claire and Dale. Uh, they have decided to end their relationship. And obviously there's rumors been going around for a while. I was personally hoping for the best for these two. And I don't know. I just knew that like Bachelor Nation was going to be especially harsh, probably especially on Claire, uh, you know, if this didn't work out. So now it's like ugh, it's just it's just a little tough, but I can't say that I'm also surprised um, but yeah, last week we were even just gonna like talk about the rumors a little bit for the pod. We were just gonna, you know, think like, oh, where there's smoke, there's fire. I don't know. And then what do you know? They do it right when we're about to release the episode and we had to cut it. So that's how yeah. quickly this changes.
1: Yeah, right after we recorded it went from speculation to confirmed, you know, separation. So so we got that.
0: <laughs> just to go over the timeline. So it was Tuesday, where we got like an e news article that like they were talking about the breakup, and then we got the confirmation from Dale and well, actually, Dale, uh, just later on that day. But then what was interesting is later on, Claire ended up saying that the quote unquote joint statement wasn't actually a joint statement, and she was sort of implying that she didn't know this was coming, or I don't really. She kind of danced around the point a little bit, but you know, she said, The truth is, I'm crushed. I really wanted to make this work, blah blah blah. And that was that was pretty brutal, too. You know, I'm I do feel for Dale with this relationship in general because I do think he was under immense pressure to make it happen. And he really just had, um, you know, I don't think he was ready for like this engagement, and that's completely. You know, analyzing from the outside, but it was essentially like, "All right, you have to propose to Claire; otherwise, the show's just going to end." It was just very, very much like pressured into that situation. I think when he maybe wasn't ready, and uh, yeah, so I, I feel for him there that he was just dealt like a bad hand in that regard. But if he did also blindside Claire here, then that's incredibly not cool. But I don't even really know what to believe because Dale then. Uh, Monday, you know, said that he didn't blindside her. He would never make a decision or say something like this without consulting her. So I don't know what to believe anymore. And I'm so tired from this saga.
1: Yeah, it's very convoluted. A lot has happened. I feel like the main moment that I remember catching... Was, like, some TMZ, you know, reporter catching Dale coming out of a grocery store. And the reporter was just like, oh, do you want to be the next bouncer or whatever? Or, are you da-? you know, and Dale's just like, I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. Like, to kind of being yeah. like, I'm, it's too soon. I'm so heartbroken. And then, like, it coming out that it was, like, staged or something. Like, he knew... The reporter or something. I don't know. Not like a hundred percent stage, but just kinda like prearranged to be Yeah, you know. There's
0: something looked a little murky there.
1: Yeah. Which like TMZ does that and it's like that's how like paparazzi has worked for a long time, right? Like paparazzi has a history of having a symbiotic relationship with with celebrities, even though sometimes they can become toxic, you know, all of Britney Spears, that was obviously not cool. But yeah, I don't know what to think. Like, I don't I don't think that means that his statements were not genuine, but it is kind of like, OK, but you knew this person. So why is he acting like, yeah, like you guys don't know each other? Like, that's just kind of like the sketchy right, part.
0: Right. Something just seems a little fishy with all of these different details.
1: Yeah. So then what's the what's your next Bachelor Nation moment of the week?
0: So did you happen to see the whole thing with Victoria that happened this week or last week? Um, no. So this old, and I, and I feel like mixed about this because like, don't get me wrong, do not like Victoria whatsoever, but actually a mugshot was released of her from 2012. So she was 20. What? And it was from, uh, she, I guess, stole makeup from a Publix Where
1: shopping is a pleasure?
0: I know, I know. How could they do this to Publix? How could she do this?
1: Wait, so she was just shoplifting makeup from Publix?
0: Yeah, so she got charged with uh, petty larceny. Oh
1: my God. You know I don't like Victoria, and I freaking love Publix, so any situation where (laughs) Publix is victorious over Victoria, I need to be aware
5: of.
0: I didn't even make that correlation between you and Publix. Like, I just oh completely over my head. <laughs> but of course, you would appreciate the story even more with that. Because, like, I've never been to a Publix. I've heard good Oh, my so God. An absolute I displeasure.
1: I know.
0: I know. It's like, I mean, Publix is like my Wegmans. And you know Wegmans, too. I love but, uh, Wegmans.
1: Um, Wegmans is great, too. So for those who don't know, Publix is a grocery store in, in Florida. I think maybe also... Georgia? I don't know where else in the quote-unquote south it is. But as we all know, I grew up in Miami, Florida, aka grew up going to Publix every week. And I just need to give a shout-out to Pub Subs. Those are Publix subs. The best one is a chicken tender sub. It is one of the best sandwiches that Mm -hmm. exists out there. You're welcome, folks. Go get it immediately. I know that's going to be one of the first things I eat when I go home next week. Thank you and good night.
0: Now I'm hungry. I haven't I haven't eaten enough today and it's really making me hungry. <laughs> But so what, what I'm kind of like thinking with this is like, one, it kind of tracks like for Victoria. Like I wasn't super surprised by this, but that being said, as much as I don't like Victoria, I do like feel bad when like something from 2012 is dug up. And you know, I mean, she's an adult. She was like 20. Uh, but I guess my preference is like holding her accountable for what she's currently doing and especially on the show than like kind of digging back into the archives of like an old mugshot, but. I don't know. I'm conflicted, I guess.
1: I do hear that. I feel like judging people for mistakes of their past, you know, 20, even though you're an adult at 20, it is very young still. And we all are yeah. still making mistakes and we're still learning. And I agree with, you know, holding people accountable for for the mistakes they make now and not nearly 10 years ago. But I will say Black men and women and youths, their mugshots are the first to go up when there's any sort of news story about them, whether it's related to any sort of criminality or not. We saw that with George Floyd literally murdered by police officers. And what do we get? We get his mugshots. We get his criminal history. You know, I'm not saying that, that that should happen to everyone. I'm saying we should acknowledge the fact that the people who are the most you know, affected by these types of practices are you know, BIPOC and low income and people who are more just at higher risk in society. Um, and I also want to say, so, so I looked up the picture. I skimmed the article. She didn't go to jail. She got six months right. of probation and like paid a fine.
0: It feels like a lot of white privilege there.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like she was held accountable, question mark. Like obviously she has this on her record. She had to pay money. But like six months of probation, no jail, a lot of white privilege. A mugshot is like... You know, whatever. Like you did something embarrassing. Here's the proof. You're being an asshole on reality TV. Like, you know, someone was bound to dig up your mugshot. Yeah. In a perfect right. world, no one would have their mugshots go public. But in a world like the one we live in, I am not shedding any tears for Victoria yeah. and her Fair and enough. her and her 2012 mugshot from stealing from Publix at well
0: Publix of all places. How dare she! And with that, that's another episode of
1: A Baby Got Batch. This episode was produced by us, Camila Salazar and Brett Vergara.
0: Have any questions, comments, opinions, haikus, love letters, date cards, stories for us? Just just let us know. Email them all to babygotbatchpod at gmail.com or DM us.
1: And please, please, please don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Five stars if you're feeling generous, please and thank you.
0: And listen, if you're not following us yet, go do it. We're Baby Got Batch Pod on both Twitter and uh, the Gram.
1: And if you want to follow us personally, we're at Camila Lala with two A's at the end, and at Brett S. Vergara on Twitter and Instagram. That's right, both of us have the exact same username from Twitter and Instagram. What are the odds of that?
0: Love uniformity. Look at us go. Thanks again for listening. It's a pleasure to have you, and we'll see you next week.
5: Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week.